This is the Commercial Property Cashflow Blueprint Podcast. Big Cashflow Property Secrets from retired Byron Bay surfing fanatic and commercial property expert, James Dawson. Hi everyone, James Dawson here. And in this podcast today, I'm just going to run through some quick and basic numbers comparing a residential property investment deal to a commercial property deal that is exactly the same price. Now this came up because my young niece is looking at buying her first investment property and sent me an email showing me an investment house for $400,000. And as I was going to run through the numbers with her, I thought this would be a great little podcast because I'm doing exactly the same with my young nieces, showing her some commercial investments at the same price level and just showing what a big difference it can be for cash flow. So everyone knows when you buy a house or a commercial property that you've got costs involved in buying the house. So I'm going to look at two properties, both a commercial and residential property that both cost $400,000. I was able to find a $400,000 commercial property online fairly quickly that I feel with a bit of negotiation could be bought at a return showing about 9% on the asking price. Now the return will drop a little bit when you take into consideration the costs of buying. So I'm going to run through those. They're pretty much essentially the same for both properties. So if you're buying a $400,000 house, for example, you would have stamp duty of about $14,000 in New South Wales. Also some legal fees, about $1,500. Valuation fee might be $1,000. And pest and building might be another $500. So the total cost of that property, $417,000. So I said to my niece, what is the rent you're going to think you'd be getting for that house when you've rented it out? And this is actually after she has to spend some money on the place as well. So I'm not going to uh, allow for any renovations in both of these deals, just to keep the numbers very simple. So she said to me, look, I can probably get $450 a week for that house. So that's $23,400 per annum. Now, of course, then you've got costs that that as a residential landlord, you have to deduct from the income that you're getting before you can take your mortgage payments out of the balance left. So there's insurance. I've allowed about $1,000 for that. There's council and water rates. They come to a total of $2,000. And there's also the management fee for the agent to collect the rent. So that's $1,900 based on that rental. So the net rental return after those costs would be about $18,500. Now, of course, got to pay the mortgage. Now, for ease of numbers, I've allowed to borrow the whole amount of the cost of both of these properties. So this total cost of this property, remember, was $417,000. And if you're paying 4.7% interest only, your interest repayments every year would be $19,600. And of course, you're getting an income of only $18,500, so you're actually over $1,000 behind, about $1,100 behind per annum. So you have to kick the tin for $1,100 per annum. And that actually equates to a net return on that investment of 4.4%. So actually not too bad as residential properties go, but still a fairly low rate of return. Now, of course, you do get a negative gearing benefit perhaps on that $1,100 that that's going to cost you each year, but I haven't even allowed for the fact that you might have to change a tenant every year and you might be missing out on, say, three or four weeks' rent while you're changing a tenant. So you could actually be, you know, not only $1,100 behind, you could be, you know, a couple of thousand or two and a half thousand dollars behind. So I really want to point that out to my niece to make sure she's aware that 
these investments can cost you money and you need to be in a position to pay for that uh, while you're waiting to get capital gain, for example, from that property. Now then, as I mentioned, I found a commercial property online and this property, same purchase price, $400,000 and same cost to buy it. So the total cost to purchase the property were $417,000, but commercial tenant in place on a three plus three year lease paying $36,000 a year rent. So uh, obviously a big difference in 23,400. Now the tenant in that property too has to pay all the outgoings like the insurance, the rates, the water, but he does not pay the management fee in that situation. So I've had to deduct the management fee from that rental of 36,000 to work out exactly what rent's going to come into my bank account before I pay the mortgage costs. So $1,900 from 36,000 gives you $34,100. Now the same repayments, I'm using the same interest rate, borrowing 100% of the money and paying an interest only loan at the rate of 4.7%. So the interest payment's about 19,600 per annum. So if you deduct that from 34,100, there's actually $14,500 in positive cash flow from that property. So instead of losing maybe one, two, or three thousand dollars a year on the residential property, you're actually making about fourteen and a half thousand dollars a year. That's over a thousand dollars a month coming into your pocket. Plus, not only that, the tenant has to maintain that property as well, has to paint the inside of that property, and in this case, has to maintain the shop front as well, and also is on a three-year lease. So you know, there should be no vacancy in the next three years, and they've also paid a bank guarantee of three months' rent. So that also protects you. Now, as you know, I've used uh, financing on 100% of the loans, and what most commercial investors do when they're comparing investments is use that metric. They use that idea of saying, I have to borrow 100% of the funds, and I'm gonna work out the numbers on that basis. Now, there may be a slight difference also in the deposit that you need for both properties. Typically, commercial properties, a lot of people say that you need 30% to buy a commercial property. But recently, in recent uh, months and years, under a million dollars, you can easily find finance whereby you have to only put 20% deposit in, which is very similar to residential property as well. So just a big difference there. So I urge you to run through the numbers before you jump into any investment, of course, but before you jump in particularly into a residential investment, my uh, niece's comments were, well, I don't think I could afford a commercial property, so that's why I'm looking at residential. Well, let me tell you, if you look online, all over the internet, there's properties that are well under $200,000, that's commercial properties, under $200,000, so actually can be quite a bit easier to get started in commercial property as compared to residential. And by the way, with this particular property that my niece is looking at, I really think that she probably need to spend ten dollars or $15,000 in that property to get that property up to scratch to actually get that rent in the first place. So all that money that she has to spend on that property and the time and effort has to come out of her own pocket and of course out of her own time schedule. So that's something to bear in mind. And with the commercial property that I found, I found a property that was already leased. So that's uh, much easier to buy, of course, if you're a first time commercial investor. 
So I hope that assists, it runs through the rough numbers. And in my commercial property course, I do focus a lot on the numbers because you wanna to be totally unemotional when you buy property, that's any property. And I find that's a little bit difficult with residential properties. People tend to fall in love with houses, buy them and then realize later that they're perhaps not the best investment or not performing the way they expected to. So I hope you found this little podcast interesting. Look forward to chatting soon. Thank you.